Weird Era is a literary podcast sponsored by Montreal indie bookseller Librairie Saint Henri Books. It's a space for us to engage with the authors we stock. Alex, LSHB store manager, and myself, Struti, Weird Era creator, and also featuring a special episode from LSHB staffer Daphne, were lucky to participate in all kinds of rich conversation this past year. Here's a look back on season one, and we just can't wait to see you in the fall for season two. Welcome to today's episode of Weird Era. I'm talking to Tori Peters. Talking today to Francesca Aguiasi. Talking to Joni Murphy. Andrea Bennett. Lauren Euler. Hilary Leichter. Christine Smallwood. Cyan Rose. Catherine Angel. Marlo Granados. Larissa Pham. Alex McElroy. Alice Barkley Cat. Paul Mendez. Anna Kana Schofield. PJ Vernon. Brontes Purnell. Daphne Beep. When white people, like the way even that I'm talking about whiteness in the sentence, right? Whiteness, as I'm talking about it, those are terms and that conversation and the way that you think about it that was created by people of color, by black scholars. And so I understand my whiteness through terms that were created by writers of color. And I think that something similar is happening now with trans writing, where cis people, the idea of gender, is now being understood through terms that trans people have created being mocked online it's like such a visceral um deterrent to taking a risk that i can completely understand why contemporary literature is the way that it is i really really started seriously working on it in january 2017 and there is that you know the last five years of the united states has had such a hard edge of like cruelty and brutality, um, but also like the funniest, like most absurd kind of like, this is a simulation or this is jokes written by, you know, the matrix. Um, So I was just trying to be honest to the mood that I was living in. So some of the parts that took place in Lagos, I wrote like early on, even though they didn't in the book, they didn't end up showing up a bit later. And so parts like uh, the Church of Assumption, that's a church I went to, you know, um, Ikoi is a neighborhood I grew up in, Uh, Queen's College is a school I went to, you know, so writing kind of what I was seeing and what I knew. I think if you really believe that wisdom is nothing but the series of mistakes that you've made, then you kind of have to love those mistakes to a certain extent. But if we could try and open up that space of play, where vulnerability isn't humiliating, then I think what's really rich and wonderful about what matters about sex, i.e., you know, abandon and adventure and enjoyment, could be enhanced. But what's heavy about the importance of sex could maybe loosen. People forget that adults have that desire too, to for something magical to occur, for something unpredictable to happen. It's not just something ascribed to children, I think. Um, we want to find a door in the back of the wardrobe too. Terminology is a bit of a flashpoint between generations and like a site of, I guess, misunderstanding. I was born in 1984. And certainly like people 10, 20 years older than me and, and, you know, myself also. Queer is a term of power. You know, it's an inherently political term. It's a term that people chose to take up. I would rather have a novel be like a slice of a life that maybe you'll never know about than be like 
this is the trauma story of like an abortion and and like all these things and death and grief and all these things and those things have happened to these girls but like that's not their the thing that they want to share queer narratives just get very distorted and very um kind of sensationalized or tokenized in um in the media and so what i'm excited about is actually like showing queer people like the way that they want to I, I, like let them show themselves i liked writing about my time on tumblr because like i i could give it like a bit more analysis especially like thinking about pain and writing about pain and the way that those narratives of pain really like shaped my early 20s. Like I, I don't have that relationship to pain anymore, but I did. And it was important to me that I did. I'm so shaken up by this question because I guess it's something that didn't really um, occur to me as I was like writing this book. And it could be because I was writing it in the midst of like the backlash to empathy. Like we had um, <laughs> sort of like uh, decided as a culture that like maybe David Foster Wallace was wrong and that we should like not um, lean into this like extreme empathy. And we're on this sort of other side of it, right? And we're in the midst of like, you know, who is receiving too much empathy and those further questions. And then so like when we're working with the sun, like, you know, wh whatever planet in a counseling session, what we're doing is we're looking at like what the client wants this thing to mean to them and how it like functions in their experience of change. So the sun can be a number of things like it can be father, uh, like, you know, it can be the idea of father. It can be the self. It can be a child uh, like it can be light, how you experience uh, capital, like it can be all these things. I think it's very ordinary. I don't think you have to like have a you know, you don't have to start like a political movement to be to, to be pissed off. But like once everything becomes a queer person of color too, and I'm not trying to say this to start shit, like yo, you'll be sitting on a grand panel with like a straight up white woman being like, I'm like 186 Choctaw Indian, talking about how she's like queer, but like her husband and three children and that, you know what I'm saying? Like we've gentrified this term so goddamn much to where like that's who been sitting at the table. And so I'm just like, y'all, I'm a black fucking faggot. Like, period. Like, don't ever, don't fucking ever in your life mistake me. It's, and I hate that I've had to come at it so aggressively, but damn, like, they won't let off my fucking neck. <laughs> in critical race theory, um, one of the big tenets is that lived experience is of absolute paramount importance. Uh, and that's what I sort of stick to, um, or that's what helps me to justify my use of the personal in my um, essayistic writing, which forms basically the bedrock of all of my writing, whether fiction or not. I think humans evolved to tell stories in part as like cautionary tales, right? Like it's why we gossip, it's why we rubberneck car accidents and those sorts of things. And so, you know, to, to be able to have access to pop culture where, you know, queers, and in the case of Bathhouse, these gay cis men are behaving very, very badly at times. Man, I would have loved to have seen that as a kid. Effectivement, on vit dans des... On est imbriqué dans plusieurs systèmes, puis je pense que comme l'action individuelle a un poids, mais tu sais, un poids qui est quand même minime dans le, le grand scheme of things. Mais je pense aussi qu'avant de pointer du doigt les gens, il faut être capable de faire un examen de conscience, d'être conscient et responsable de son impact dans le monde, puis la place qu'on prend, les choix qu'on fait. T'sais. Thanks for listening. 